This is Christopher Benincasa with the Jersey Arts Podcast. The 2015 Montclair Film Festival starts tomorrow, Friday, May 1st. I recently spoke with Executive Director Tom Hall about this year's lineup. There was a lot to cover. The last Robin Williams film, big summer movies, of course, independent films, a conversation series featuring lots of great actors and filmmakers, and something called a live documentary that involves a performance from New Jersey's own Yola Tango. So tell me about the love song of our Buckminster Fuller. It sounds like a great event. It's being called a live documentary. Um, What is that? Right. So Sam Green is an Academy Award-nominated documentary filmmaker. He did a a film called The Weather Underground a few years ago and has begun doing sort of live performative nonfiction, uh, which is a really interesting concept. He basically has built a film presentation where he, as the narrator, uh, is live on stage narrating the film. And that allows him to sort of stop the film, restart the film, pause the film, uh, do digressions, do asides, um, improvise with the narration, etc. At the same time as he's doing that, uh, the, the band Yola Tango have composed a score for the film and they interact with him and perform the music live, for the film live as the performance of the narration is happening. So it's sort of a live uh, interactive performance piece. Um, it's really cool. It's a very, you know, Buckminster Fuller himself was a futurist and it feels very much of the sort of type of thing he himself might be interested in, in a way, in terms of storytelling. So it works really great. And it's um, happening at the Wellmont here in New Jersey. So it's like in an old theater. It's going to be a really, a really cool night. What do we learn about who Buckminster Fuller was in this film? Right. I mean, so those who don't know who he is, he was sort of a a futurist who was trying to build a sort of uh, more peaceful and communal planet through technology. And his big, you know, I guess the thing he's probably the most well known for are like geodesic dome houses and environments and things like that. And I think that, you know, today with when everything happens so fast and people, the relationship to history is changing so much. I think it'll be a, you know, the movie itself speaks to that. And he's a, he's a very interesting character. Not everything he did was a success. He did, you know, a lot of his ideas failed and didn't come true. And some things were very prophetic. So the movie sort of delves into all of that. Uh, and Sam's great because he really knows the material and having created the film to be sort of interactive uh, makes it incredibly entertaining. I will tell you, um, you know, Stephen Colbert is very involved with the festival, and uh, he and his wife are actively sort of uh, supporting the Montclair Film Festival every year. I think this was like the first thing that he bought tickets to because he was like so excited to see a movie about Buckminster Fuller. So I'm excited <laughs> that he'll he'll be there to enjoy the show. That's awesome. Some listeners might not know this, but Stephen Colbert lives in Montclair with his family and has been a friend to the Montclair Film Festival from the beginning, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, the I guess, you know, the story, it's probably not mine to tell, but I'll tell it because I'm the one on this uh, interview. But, uh, you know, he and his wife uh, are both from Charleston, South Carolina, originally. And when they were young, the 
city of Charleston started the Spoleto Festival, which is sort of a very famous national arts festival. And I think they saw the impact of an you know arts organization in town that was bringing artists to their community. And I think that festival was really transformative for them as people and artists themselves. I mean, Evie Colbert is an actor. Uh, Stephen obviously did um, improvisation and acting and uh, I think their support of the festival is really driven by that experience in their uh, history where they wanted to help build something here that could create a similar effect in Montclair and be a part of something in the community where they live where they could give back and create an environment for artists to come and participate. And uh, the film festival is a natural fit. Uh, and so that's since the beginning, they've, you know, Evie's been on the board of directors. Uh, she is the vice chair right now of the board and uh, literally they daily active participant in the goings on at our office. I mean, you know, from I need to go make photocopies to she'll, they'll do anything. Um, uh-huh. It's really, really great. So uh, having come from, I've worked at a lot of film festivals around the country, um, you know, walking into a situation where you have that level of support from, you know, Stephen and Evie is a real gift that I do not take for granted. Um, we're very lucky to have their support. So you've got this pretty amazing conversation series planned. Uh, Richard Gere, director Jonathan Demme, comedian Michael Ian Black, to name a few. Uh, tell me about this series and what audiences can expect. The uh, the point, you know, a lot of times at film festivals, um, people will, you know, you go to a movie, well, it's better than going to a movie because the filmmakers are often there to introduce and, and answer questions after the movie. But, you know, there's 15, 20 minutes of Q&A, and it's really about the specific film you just watched. But some artists with a body of work and a diverse body of work, um, you want to go deeper and learn more and, and have a more in-depth conversation with them. And we think this is the way to do it. So we've sort of spread them out. You know, the festival previously was seven days. We've expanded to 10 days and uh, allowing us two weekends and giving us more space to sort of space out these conversations and really give a deep dive to these artists and, and talk to them about their work in depth. I think that's really important um, because it provides not only context for sort of the project that they have in the festival, but also for, you know, young artists or people who are interested in the complexities and, and depth of the art form. You know, I, I consider movies to be art uh, and we're not, I think the film festival is a nonprofit arts organization. So to be able to have that dialogue with the artists, I think is really, really helpful and, and, especially for you know people who are interested in art making themselves or are more passionate than just sort of a let's go to the movie and hear the Q&A and be done it it really gives us a, a chance to to deep dive so you know we have i think 15 conversations with people we've got like you said Jonathan Demi and Richard Gere Michael Ian Black is interviewing Bobcat Goldthwaite which is going to be i think an amazing discussion <laughs> yeah um and bobcat you know bobcat's movie uh call me lucky that's playing at the festival is a huge departure for him i don't know if you've seen any of sort of the fiction films that he's made but you know they're they're dark and so strange and wonderful and this movie is a documentary about a, a dark story as well that takes a very interesting turn in the middle of the movie and you, you didn't see it coming and when it gets there it's you know this profound um, twist. And so there's so much to talk about with him from his stand-up career to uh, his, you know, filmmaking career, his work as an actor, and now this sort of documentary, which is so different than everything else. He's a really interesting character. So uh, there's so much to see uh, with those guys all coming here. And There are a lot of festivals, ju- just in New Jersey alone, like film festivals. Um, and you kind of touched on, th- on this. 
and I'm sure you're used to, to answering this question. What's different about this one? What sets it apart? Right. I mean, funny. I mean, I am actually on the executive uh, board of an organization that's trying to organize American film festivals into sort of a professional group. So when you say there are a lot of film festivals, you're not wrong. It's it's actually like seven over 1700, I think, mm-hmm. uh, across the country. And it's very, very difficult to make something that's unique. I mean, you, uh, you there's the top tier with, you know, the Sundance, South by Southwest, Tribeca. Uh, film festivals of the world. Uh, there's a second tier, which is like major urban areas that have a really great film festival, Chicago, San Francisco, Seattle, Boston. Um, and then there's sort of the regional, fe- the other 17, you know, 1,680 <laughs> festivals who are all regional festivals. And I think there's a lot that we can do as regional festivals to stand out and, and be exceptional. The, the, the most important thing is sort of be true to your community uh, and be true to your audience and bring them the best work that you can bring them and put it in a context that is meaningful. Treat it, treat the work respectfully, you know, great projection, great sound, a great screening experience. Mm. Give artists and audiences a chance to connect. And then, you know, if you're putting the best films you can in that environment, I think it'll blossom and grow. And this is only the fourth year in Montclair. So, um, I think there's a lot of opportunity to grow here based on those types of things. I also think there's a real appetite in New Jersey for year-round engagement on film. Uh, So we're hoping to, I think, expand the organization even further into more year-round opportunities, including film education and screening programs and maybe, you know, more conversations and things of that nature where we can have an impact on a year-round basis. So I, I think there's a lot here to work with. Montclair's a very interesting town in terms of the film industry and the media. Uh, so many people living here uh, w- who support the festival and want to see it succeed. So we have a we have a lot of advantages, and I, I want to take advantage of those and, and grow it that way. So this year's festival is spotlighting a film that was produced by a Montclair resident. It's called Me and Earl and the Dying Girl. Tell me about that. So this is the film uh, this year at Sundance that won the Audience Award and the Grand Jury Prize. So it's not at all flying under the radar. This is a huge acquisition for Fox Searchlight. And it is a, a friend of mine on Twitter called it an audience decimator. But uh, it, like, you cannot, people shoot out of their seats at the end of this movie. It's a wonderful film um, based on a very popular, I think, young adult novel. Um, and Nora Skinner, who is on the artistic committee of the festival, also is a, had a production for Indian Paintbrush, and she produced this film, and we were talking to her from the very beginning, like, you know, she's a very modest, nice person who was like, oh, I don't, we'll see how it's received, maybe we can get it for the festival. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, she's like, I, I've, people say it's pretty good, I don't know, we'll see, it was, you know. It's a, it's a great movie. It's going to be, a, I think, a, a sort of Fault in Our Stars meets the Criterion Collection meets um, what was, Be Kind Rewind. So uh. <laughs> there's a little bit of all meets, meets all those things. So it's got a lot of uh, it's a lot of fun, but it's also you know got the pathos and great performances. And the writer and director are coming with the movie, and we're very excited about that film. Uh, we worked really hard to get that film here. I'm very proud that we're able to show it and grateful that they think Montclair is a good place for it so cool I'm intrigued <laughs> yeah yeah um another New Jersey filmmaker is kicking off the festival on Friday May 1st Michael Showalter I'm a huge fan um 
His new film is called Hello, My Name is Doris, and it stars Sally Field. What's this about? Right. So he's it's Princeton's finest. Um, he, uh, you know, I, I love the Baxter um, and the state and a lot of Michael's work, and we're big fans at the festival. This film is very different from his previous work in that it's a little more straight-ahead comedy, um, and it has a, a nice dramatic touch. But it's um, this film won the Audience Award at South by Southwest, um, Sally Field's first sort of leading role in, I think, decades, plural. I just don't mm. think they they write great roles for uh, women of a certain age anymore. Uh, we've got a couple in the festival. The Blythe Danner film, I'll See You in My Dreams, is another one that, you know, a great part, well-written, a, character, a really great character. And it's Sally Field doing comedy, which is also uh, wonderful to see again because she, you know, has a long pedigree of comic roles. And she's wonderful in the movie, um, and it's about a, a, a office worker, uh, sort of at the end of her career, who's a, sort of a shut-in, who lives with her mother, who's recently passed away, um, and she falls in love with the hunky new young uh, guy at the office that decides to make a play for him, and uh, it's the process of her trying to connect with this younger guy. So there's it, it, that sounds like it could be problematic in that, you know, when you do like old people trying to be young jokes, they don't always pan out. Uh, but it's Michael Showalter. So it's actually really funny and really well done. Um, and uh, they have uh, Jack Antonoff has a role in the movie with his band. And, uh, you know, it's a lot. Of, I think it's a really sweet, big hearted movie. The perform her performance, I think, is what's going to be talked about. That movie also just got picked up, I think, by Roadside Attractions, and they're holding it for 2016. So we got our invitation in sort of under the wire before they uh, booked any deals, and they played South by Southwest. They confirmed with us, and then it's not going to be seen again until next year. So this is your chance, I guess, if you're a big Michael Showalter fan and want to see it in 2015, uh, we're the place. So I'm excited about that. He'll be here. He's bringing some friends. Um, it's going to be fun. So you're also featuring the last film Robin Williams did. Um, I had, I don't know anything about it. Have you seen that yet? Oh yeah. Uh huh. Boulevard. Yes. And so, um, I guess, I mean, the con- you know, there is context there. What, what, what did you think about it? You know, what, what, knowing that it was his last film. Right. So, I mean, one of the interesting things about this movie is, you know, you think of a Robin Williams movie and it's, you know, all respect, it's a hit or miss proposition. I mean, he, did a lot of comic roles that were great, legendary roles that people loved him for. Uh, some There were some misfires. There were some smaller movies. This is a very, you know, independent drama where he's playing a sort of wounded person. Um, and it really, you know, knowing what we know about his life, I think it has a, carries a lot of weight uh, and it has a lot of meaning. It's about a character who is sort of a family man who is closeted and decides to explore his uh, homosexuality uh, through a hustler. And he builds a relationship with this sort of young hustler and uh, tries to help him out using some of his sort of economic advantage. And it doesn't go well and uh, things sort of their relationship sort of spirals. But it's not what you'd expect at all from Robin Williams. But he gives a really great performance. The movie's very human humanistic in its uh treatment of the characters in the situation there's no exploitation it's not uh it doesn't feel wrong the the tone is great the writing's really good and the performances are good so we were really pleased that we uh, were able to to get that film it's a you know you never know i guess which role will be the last role or you know who knows what the relationship was to him in the movie but um 
it feels like a fitting uh, piece of work to go out on in that it's a solid movie and he do, he does a great job in it. And I think, uh, you know, there's a lot to, to be moved by in it, regardless of sort of real life. I mean, the movie itself stands on its own. So we're happy to be showing that. What, what else do you want people to know about the festival, which, which starts Friday? Um, what else should they know? Well, I think the, the most important thing to say is like film festivals, like if you think uh, about the words, you know, film festivals or whatever, often it's, you know, people in black tie on the Riviera on a yacht with a tuxedo drinking champagne. That is not what the Montclair Film Festival is. It's really for everyone. We have a very diverse lineup of films. Um, that there's got to be something that I think everyone, at least one film everyone would like. So my goal is just to make people feel welcome. It should be pretty accessible and easy to come get a movie ticket, go to a movie. Uh, We're not charging, you know, 20 bucks a film. Uh, It's a reasonable price. We have matinees, we have family films, uh, all types of interest areas. Uh, I just think we want people to feel welcome. This is uh, something we do for the audience. I'd really just encourage people to take a chance uh, on the festival, try something new, come out to Montclair and, uh, you know, spend an afternoon, see a movie, uh, see the town, make a day of it and just give us a chance to show you a good time. I think people will really enjoy it and hopefully we, they can become friends of the festival over the long term and we can grow our audience uh, by making people happy, which is what we want to do. Tom Hall, executive director of the Montclair Film Festival. Thanks for doing the podcast. Thank you for having me. It's an honor. The Montclair Film Festival kicks off tomorrow, Friday, May 1st. For more information, visit montclairfilmfest.org. That's Montclair spelled M-O-N-T-C-L-A-I-R filmfest.org. And for more information about the arts in New Jersey, visit jerseyarts.com. This is Christopher Benincasa for the Jersey Arts Podcast. Thanks for listening. The Jersey Arts Podcast is made possible by the New Jersey State Council on the Arts, supporting excellence and engagement in the arts since 1966.